WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. It's coming up on 826 here. And joining me on the phone right now uh, is Tackle Terry Tuma. Good morning, Terry. Welcome to the program this morning. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. You're very, very welcome. It's great to visit with all of our listeners also. Well, it's it's good to have you on. And, and uh, we were talking during the break here about uh, uh, the the weather and uh, you were up in, in Lake City, which you know, is, well, I suppose, a little better than an hour or so from here. But, you know, talking about the rain and the wind and everything, and, and we didn't get a darn thing down here yesterday. So it's you just never know what the weather these ti- this time of year. You really don't, Kevin. No, we were fishing Pepin uh, in uh, the head of the lake and uh, for smallmouth, and uh, we had um, ferocious winds, 20-plus uh, miles per hour, and uh, it's really hard to, you know, maneuver the boat, especially maneuvering boat isn't quite so difficult, but using specific baits, I really ended up just using crankbaits because I was going to try some plastic, some wacky worms and so forth, and the wave action was so strong, if you will, that uh, it would push the plastics up off the bottom, the water column. We were fishing riprap areas, so crankbaits were the most productive. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, it just—it's uh, a—it's amazing sometimes how the how those conditions just will really add an extra dimension of of challenge to to getting out there and and, and having a fun day on the water. Oh, it really is, you know, and it, it you know it is as I think most of our listeners realize what the river is like when you got twenty plus mile an hour mm-hmm. winds. Uh, it gets pretty rough out there, and. Uh, you know, the boat, a boat control was a little bit difficult, but not in, but by no means it was definitely uh, uh, obtainable. But it was, you know, casting the areas, you know, with the wind. You don't want to cast against the wind uh, under most conditions. You're using something really heavy, but that makes it difficult uh, uh, for distance. But not only distance, but you can have some issues with your line tangles and all of that uh, good stuff, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure that, yeah, it just makes it, it just it makes a challenge even you know and you you don't necessarily think about uh and I just as you were saying that i'm thinking it's like you know the the line isn't necessarily that you know you you look at a, a fishing line and it's it's really the diameter is not that i mean it's it's pretty small but the, even something like that can get affected you know the wind will come along and catch it and put a, a bend in the line and and it just it's it's interesting how a sm- how such a small thing can be affected by the wind uh, under those conditions. Well, definitely. And then you know the other thing too, Kevin. Many times, to be honest, if you're using you know some heavy crankbaits or some heavy jigs, uh, you know, casting against the wind, you're not going to cast where you really want to. You know, the target area where you need to get that uh, bait or lure into that strike zone of these fish. So that's another factor. So uh, normally, what I do under these conditions, I'll, I'll uh, throw our motor up and then. Uh, you know, control the drift back down so I'm not fighting the wind casting against the wind. I've seen some anglers casting against the wind, but it's very, very difficult to uh, to really obtain what you want to get done. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, let's let's kind of shift gears in here. We're we're talking about the the weather here a little bit as well, uh, but uh, um, it's it's the middle of September here, and we're not that far away. It's going to be here before we know it. Uh, and that is ice fishing season. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about today, too, was uh, 
that that clam has come out with a bunch of new products for uh, the 2022-23 ice fishing season here. So let's talk a little bit about that, uh, some of those products, and and what you're seeing, uh, it, it, some of the, the the neat new products that uh, that are coming out for uh, for anglers this winter. Yes, and you know you're uh, you're right. Somebody mentioned to me the other day, Kevin, that well, we don't want to talk about ice fishing yet. But then on the <laughs> other hand, people are already shopping for some ice yeah. fishing um, gear. And yes, I was uh, fortunate enough to um, uh, attend Clam Pro Day, and just a uh, couple of their rods. They came out with a new Katina rod. It's full graphite uh, it, with different uh, handle composites. It's not for uh, just dropping uh, the uh, lure down. But I think it's got a lot of pusses with the spinning reel and so forth. Mm-hmm. And what really caught my eye was it's called the uh, Midnight Meat Fiberglass Rod, Dead Meat Rod. And the reason mm-hmm. uh, being that it caught my eye, it's made out of fiberglass, Kevin, uh, which, you know, is sort of away from the norm. It's usually graphite, graphite. And uh, the reason being that it was uh, something that caught, caught again, my attention was that the tip of this rod was extremely, extremely fine, if you will. Um, the diameter was extremely thin, and the reason being is that uh, they manufactured this rod, so now with graphite, you know, if it's really cold and you jam or something, you can uh, really shatter that tip, and this is going to avoid that. So, And then the backbone of the rod was extremely strong, so I think that's going to be really a great rod. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to get some of those, and they still have... And I uh, fished with these last year, the scepter rods. And the other is they came out with a brand-new drill plate again. And I think one of the, besides the rods, the fish trap design has really been something that's been talked about a lot already. They have a new door system. Uh, it's called the XC Design, uh, which is going to open from the front. But you got you can actually, uh, just about depending on your height, but almost uh, stand up, and you got a ton of headroom. And besides that, when you um, set the hook, your rod is not going to hit the roof or the ceiling of that fish house. So the, a lot of and the other new thing they came out with was it's a pinhead minnow that many people are very familiar with, and but they dropped it, but only in the composition of the material. It's now zinc alloy, and to the point now where they have now it's manufactured for a 132nd ounce, which is going to be ideal for fishing some fish in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the clam page, uh, the website right now, and, and some of the new uh, uh, shelters that you were just mentioning and some of the other items that, uh, that they've got for the upcoming season. Yeah, I, I, those shelters look really, really nice. Uh, yeah, and they look a little bit sort of di- different in design, Kevin. But, mm-hmm. yes, for uh, anyone that wants to, uh, you know, really uh, view the new product, they can go right on their website, and it's all right there for them, too. Yeah, it's and just some some really nice products. And I, I really like the look of that uh, uh, those new rods as well and uh, those pinhead kits, too. Those are... Uh, really sharp-looking lures as well that uh, I, I think are going to end up catching a lot of fish this winter. Well, I do, too. I think that, you know, especially that 132nd ounce, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin, tips with, uh, you know, like uh, ear larvae or with uh, a waxworm or part of a wax, I think it's going to be dynamite. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Need those small need those small lures uh, in the uh, in that ice fishing season here. So, yeah, plenty of... Uh, uh, plenty of new products. Yeah, check it out. Uh, the uh, it's just Clam Outdoors uh, website there, and 
just some some cool new products to uh, to get you kind of excited for the upcoming i it's it's hard to get it's september it's kind of a little hard yet to get excited for the ice fishing season but uh, like you said it's going to it's 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 coming here and um you know time now to to take a look at those new products and and get some of those new products pick them up now while you can you know that's that's the yeah. other important thing too before uh, uh you know might have a harder time a little later in the season finding that stuff well, yeah, that's very well said. Yes, that's a good point, Kevin, uh, is, yes, if you have, uh, if you're dialed into one specific new product, get it now, Kevin, mm-hmm. because we're probably not going to see anything on sale, uh, or if it is going to be later in the season, and otherwise they'll get sold out like they have been for so many years. So uh, if you knew them, you know, especially with the fish, fish houses and the rods, uh, you might want to react right away. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Well, let's... let's uh, Anything else uh, as far as new products that you, that you're seeing uh, coming on the market that uh, uh, are looking pretty good for the upcoming season here? Well, uh, the uh, I think a couple of items. Two ones. One was back to clam and blackfish. Uh, they have come out with some new clothing, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like gloves and so forth. Something to take a strong look at. And Berkeley uh, Pure Fishing has come out with a, a new uh, ice fishing rod case. Uh, that looks extremely interesting. I haven't physically seen it. I just uh, read a press release, and it looks like it's going to be something that's going to be a hot item, if you will. Mm. If you will. It's lightweight, and it's going to carry several rods. So that's uh, one thing that's new that I think is going to, again, be uh, a good seller and very usable for the ice fishermen. Great. Great to hear. Great to hear. All right. Well, let's uh, let's kind of shift gears. Uh, <coughs> excuse, excuse me once again here. Um, talk about a, uh, uh, a program coming up, uh, well, an event coming up and things uh, up, uh, with involving veterans. Tell me a little bit more about that, Terry. Yeah, we were at the veterans, both my wife and I, a couple weeks ago, Kevin, up in Lake of the Woods, and uh, very successful. We had 80-plus veterans there. Uh, it's uh, anybody that's a veteran for next year can sign up uh, sooner the better, uh, and it's not just Minnesota. The people from the Midwest were there, South Dakota, mm-hmm. Iowa, and so forth. And uh, it's first come, first served, of course. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, it's all funded by the Lake Wood Tourism, by the resorts. There were seven that participated this year, and also Fishing for Life. It's a wonderful event, uh, very enjoyable. Everything is paid for. All you have to do really is pay for your gas to and from, meals, lodging, uh, the charter boats. You'll take walleyes home uh, to uh, eat, of course. Mm-hmm. And we fished. Um, we had some good success, but a couple of things that I think were sort of uh, interesting. Again, this year, you and I talked about color for so many years. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it was, and first of all, it was the first day we fished uh, from Baudette almost uh, or very close, a couple of miles from the northwest angle. So that was a long ride, uh, but it was, again, very, very well worth it. And uh, crawlers were the most productive the first day, and then the second day we used frozen chiners. It's something that you have to keep on experimenting with, like you and I have talked about for yeah. so many times. And then color, it was um, uh, trolling the... Uh, trolling sinkers with uh, live bait rigs, and uh, what we uh, we had um, 
a good bite going, but maybe a little tougher bite the first day. The second day, I, uh, my wife switched to a pink with a um, silver back blade with some white, and I switched to a gold black. That pink and white was just a hot color. Uh, she caught four walleyes just in a matter of seconds versus, you know, the other, there were uh, four of us otherwise fishing, and it was unbelievable how the, uh, re, uh, those fish react to that. So, therefore, then I switched over also to a pink color with the frozen shiner, and it was very, very successful. So that was, uh, you know, so often you hear the comment, well, color is not that much of a factor. Well, there was experimentation right there where color mm-hmm. is a factor in catching fish, Kevin. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And and the thing that always kind of surprises me is is – uh, the the colors that and 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 you probably know this better than 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 I do in in terms of of how that color is perceived by fish, but um, you wouldn't necessarily think uh, of uh, the color pink as a uh, an attractive you know something you know, as a color uh, to to grab you know I'm I'm you know I think a lot of anglers think more of you know the like green or maybe a chartreuse, orange, white, uh, that kind of thing. But pink is not necessarily color is, is going to be the first thing I'm grabbing out of my tackle box. No, it isn't. And, you know, we've had some great success over the years fishing uh, jigs uh, for walleyes with pink-white combos. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very productive uh, and even ice fishing-wise. But, no, you're exactly right. But I think what it is, Kevin, you know, we hear so much about match to hatch, match to hatch. Sure, Mm -hmm. that can be an extremely good starting point. But, you know, if everybody's trying to match to hatch or staying with, like you mentioned, the perch color, the chartreuse colors and so forth, and chartreuse and green did produce some walleyes on Lake of the Woods, but it's something a little bit different, something unique, and I think that's really what attracted these walleyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't seem, you know, and, and I guess I think, too, if I use that color combination, that sort of two-color combination, I want something that, that really has some contrast. And also, too, I don't necessarily think of pink-white as, as uh, quite that, that contrast of, you know, say, a, like a fire tiger where, you know, you have that chartreuse and black and orange and things like that, a lot of, you know, competing colors. So that's that's another thing. Um I'm thinking about as well. Oh, you're right. Yes, and you know, here again too. We, you know, I, you have heard. We've talked about it. I've heard so many times. Well, color can't be that big of a factor. Over the years, I've done so much experiment with color, with crankbaits, with blades, uh, with just about everything. You know, plastics for mm-hmm. bass and whatever, uh, and, and plastics for a crappie fishing. It is an ingredient, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, and I think so often we, we, we fall into a trap where we just try one color we don't want to change, and we need to change. If you're marking fish, you should be able to catch them. Sure, it's going to be many days it can be a tough bite, but uh, if you work with these color factors, it's just amazing how one color can produce over all other colors. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Well, well Terry, I, I know there were some other uh, things that, that you wanted to, to share this morning here, too, some other uh, some other tips as well. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about those. Uh, what uh, what's on your mind this morning? I guess let's put it that way. Well, 
Well, one thing I do uh, need to mention, Kevin, is uh, over the years we've had so many questions about what kind of a fish batter, what kind of fish coating do you mm-hmm. use, and we're, we have become pretty particular. We do not like the heavy coatings, and we were at, uh, this was Lake Lewis, they had a fish fry for the veterans, mm-hmm. and uh, they had their uh, a fish coating that was just unbelievable, by far the best that my wife and I ever have tasted, and it's their grandma's or great-grandma's recipe. And they do sell it. Um, you know, it's 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 packaged. They have it in their um, retail store, if you will. Uh, and but you can also order it uh, by going to riverbendresorts.com, or you can call one eight hundred two nine two three zero eight four. But just a uh, f- uh, batter that everybody or anybody likes that light coating. It's seasoned just exactly like you'd want it's not spicy but very very good tasting like i said it's your grandmother's recipe and of course they won't release the recipe kevin <laughs> that does sound uh, that does sound pretty, pretty good normal right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it is but it is really really good uh, i can't you know it just uh, uh like you know, we have become pretty fussy if you will mm-hmm. and uh it, it just it's good <laughs> Well, that's awesome. That uh, and uh, definitely uh, uh, going to give that a uh, give that a try there. The next time I've got uh, I, I get online here and need some some fish batter, definitely give that uh, give that a try. That does sound that does sound pretty good, even at uh, eight thirty here in the morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. I was mentioning to somebody; they said their mouth was watering already. <laughs> but it is it is good uh, batter, and again, too, just call and they'll they will ship it. So, awesome, and it's not. I should mention too, it's not a real expensive batter, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's always good as well. So, I, I tell you what, Terry, let me take a, a quick break here, and uh, we will be back. Uh, we'll continue the conversation here in just a moment. So, hang on, just a moment. We'll be back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments on WKTY ninety six seven FM five eighty AM. The new WKTY Cares campaign, sponsored by the Kratt Lumber Company of La Crosse and Reinhardt Food Service, is the new way WKTY gives back to our community. Focusing on area programs that support our local kids, athletics, and those in need, WKTY Cares is aiming to make lives better in the Cooley region with targeted donations to local programs whose primary goal is also helping those in need. In September, the WKTY Cares campaign is proud to award Rush Wisconsin West Soccer as our August donation recipient. Thanks to Kratt Lumber Company of La Crosse and Reinhardt Food Service. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. You're struggling with your mortgage. You think about it all the time. What are we going to do if we lose the house? It's time to stop thinking and start dialing. Call 1-888-995-HOPE for a free government program that offers expert one-on-one advice about your mortgage options. We've helped over a million homeowners, and we want to help you. Call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council.
WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Joining me on the phone here this morning is Tackle Terry Tuma, and we are talking uh, all sorts of things, uh, fishing here. And, and uh, Terry, we were talking during the break, and, and you know, it, 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 it kind of, kind of it, the, what we were talking about here, it kind of dawned on me, you know, we talk about this all the time, uh, but we really haven't ever, I guess, defined uh, what the strike zone is. Obviously, we, baseball, you know that, that's pretty easy, but it's a whole different uh, matter here for, uh, for fishing. So let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, what, how do you define the strike zone in terms of fishing? Well, really, a good, and that is a good question uh, that's um, not asked a whole lot, but I do talk about it a lot mm-hmm. uh, in seminars and wherever. And a real simple definition, what I'm getting real detailed, if you will, is uh, fish see ahead and um, normally to the sides uh, to a certain, um, depending on the species of fish mm-hmm. that we're pursuing, but it's and it's their sight or their vision is where they're going to key in on uh, to eat or to strike your bait or your lure. And so many, and it's a, it's a distance factor. And what we uh, will have to understand or do need to understand, it's going to vary, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's going to get smaller if you've got a tough bite going. If it's a negative fish, it's going to get a little bit larger uh, if you have more of a, uh, an active fish. And uh, it has to be, the lure has to be presented in that vision area, if you will. And a good example I used so many times is, say, if you know a bass is uh, – uh, sitting off a, a point off an edge of a weed line, and you cast to it, and say you have a front that just came through, that strike zone, that window of opportunity is going to be reduced to about a foot. So if you cast and you miss that target by two feet, you're not going to catch that fish. It's just mm-hmm. not going to move that far. So that's why it's so important to understand the division uh, the part of catching fish, uh, which is, of course, a strike zone, but also, too, the other ingredients are, are going to be uh, the feel, you know, the vibration of the lure that you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also going to be uh, uh, the, uh, the hearing aspect of it. And, of course, the ultimate is the taste part of it. So that's uh, sort of one of the ingredients, that strike zone, that we have to really relate to. The other, too, is that, you know, strike zone, it does not mean that the fish are always on the bottom, Kevin. Right. You know, you're trolling for, you know, for walleyes or for crappies or whatever. Uh, too many times I think we, everything has to be, you know, on the bottom. It does not have to be on the bottom. Uh, and the strike zone also is going to be dictated by where the food is. So there's a lot of factors in the strike zone, but it's basically the vision aspect. And we think so often, well, I think especially fishing for walleyes is that, well, you pick up one fish here, and or you mark a couple of fish, but you're four feet away from that fish, trolling your crankbait or whatever it may be, you're not going to catch that fish. So you have to be within that strike zone, both, uh, you know, distance, like up off the bottom it's, uh, or to the sides. is something we need to really address, and that's why using your electronics along with uh, marking your fish in the proper uh, baits and how it's presented are going to trigger these fish. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, I mean, it's... it's no pun intended, but I mean it's a it's a fluid zone. I mean, and you know there can be uh, other factors that would influence how that strike zone is affected too. You know, water clarity and uh, you know there's so many other factors that that involve that too. But yeah, like you said, the 
the the vision part. I mean, they have to see it to eat it, and uh, or at least try to eat it anyway. And and uh, that's it, it's it's interesting to think about it in those terms. Yeah, it really is, but it's something we do need to understand. I think it's so important for us. You know, as you mentioned, you know, weather is a factor, uh, water temperature are a factor. Uh, you know, when you're talking weather, we're talking clouds, we're talking sun, we're talking wind, uh, we're talking, uh, you know, cold water temperatures, you know, like wintertime, that strides uh, won't be reduced. Uh, but it's something we need to understand. And I, I think so often, you know, you and I talked about duplicating uh, an area or a process, and that's part of that strike window, too, is where we have to get those baits and those exactly where these fish are at. Otherwise, we're just not going to catch fish. That's why sometimes trolling crankbaits uh, can be so effective for us to f- find an active fish and then stay put there and work that area before you proceed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've, you've, you've made that, you, you've, you've worked that area and found those active you found those active zones, if you will, and, and then you can, yeah, uh, specifically target and pinpoint those uh, those active fish or, you know, that are are uh, actively be eating right then and there. And, yeah, it's uh, um, it's interesting to think about, too, which given the, you know, uh, and, and you mentioned, too, uh, that different, you know, the, the zone is different for different species of fish. Uh, certainly... You know, different for crappies as opposed to walleyes versus bass, things along those lines. It it does vary from species to species. Yeah, it really does. You know, and you know, and along with that too, you got you know have something that where these fish feel good about you know their habitat, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cover is you know like for bass and sort of cover, uh, riprap rocks for uh, for our, uh, smallmouth bass is something we need to relate to. In fact, I just spoke to. Uh, someone just before uh, you and I started to visit this morning, and they said they were working a weed line for a bass and uh, with no success. Then they came to a little bit of a point, Kevin, with an inside turn, a real small area, and they caught uh, uh, he figured about two dozen bass in a short time. So that is, you know, locating these fish, getting that lure exactly into the strike zone. I did not ask them what they were using. I assume it was plastics. Mm-hmm. But, there again, it's something where you have to keep on moving, keep on working till you find these fish. I think so often we use the excuse, you know, uh, we're in too much of a hurry. Patience is a big factor, and we're in too much of a hurry. And then we sort of blame, well, fish aren't biting today, so let's load up the boat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, let, and, and speaking of, of, of the bite as well, uh, let's kind of uh, shift gears a, a little bit as well and, and talk a little bit about, um, you know, how we can, you know, effectively find those strike zones for, uh, uh, for, for fall crappie here as well, because uh, that's, uh, you know, we're really, I, I, I think we're a little ways into it here, but it, 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 looking at the, the forecast here, I think fall is really going to start to kick in. Uh, at the end of the week here for us, so it, it's uh, uh, the, the crappie bite is is going to start to pick up here. I think a little bit as as far as fall goes. But uh, what uh, what are your thoughts on on uh, finding success in the in the fall here is when it comes to to hunting down those uh, those crappies? Well, once we and good question. Once we get you know, a little bit of cooler water temperatures, you know, into the you know maybe 65 uh, degree area, 64, then you can anticipate a a pretty good uh, crappie bite, especially on the river systems, Kevin, but also on uh, bodies of water, lakes, 
And, you know, so often you'll see, and there's nothing wrong with this by no means, is using a bobber uh, with, you know, uh, crappy minnows or even fatheads. Uh, fatheads can be extremely productive, a, a little larger food source, especially for hungry big crappies. Mm-hmm. But also, too, I think what uh, we need to do, and, and this is very, very seldom do I use uh, bobbers anymore. Uh, most of the time I'll uh, throw uh plastics with a jig, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, and very, very slow trolling, if you will, many times a stop and go. Uh, and you, But you got to mark your fish first. That's number one. And then work those. Uh, you, and you, uh, usually a 30-second, 16-pound, uh, preferably 16-pound, depending how deep these fish are at and uh, with the speed that you're moving with your trolling motor. Uh, but in varying plastics, chartreuse has been very productive for myself along with white but along with that, too, is trolling crankbaits. I know uh, we've talked about trolling mm-hmm. crankbaits for crappies, but, again, generally speaking, the uh, crankbait, like a number four, is extremely productive for crappie fishing, especially in these areas where they're scattered. Uh, they're not concentrated. It can be, And you can also cast for these crappies with these crankbaits if you've got a pinpointed area. So there are several ways of uh, catching these fish in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and are are the the I guess the the question I have is you know are the the larger fish going to be just that much more active than you know or are you going to have to do a, a little sorting here and there? Obviously, you can you can mark the fish to a certain extent, but you certainly can't tell what the the sizes are. But uh, are the larger fish tend to be a, a little bit more aggressive this time of year? Not necessarily, Kevin. Uh, I, I don't think uh, uh, the larger fish are going to be uh, more aggressive, but uh, many times I think more so maybe on the river system, uh, you're going to have to sort them, you know, depending mm-hmm. on what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep. Uh, but it varies a lot. Uh, you know, some of the lake systems, you, you're going to get a mixture. Some lakes are going to or maybe, uh, if you've got a good bite going, you know, some lakes, uh, angers accept nine-inch crappies. You know, on the river system, they're going to be much larger. But, and I'm really glad that you brought that up. We need to do catch and release, Kevin, with these big fish. Um, it, it's so important for us. You know, I talked to an angler on the river um, maybe two, three years ago, and he said, and I'm sure these guys went out day after day, uh, and they said, we only keep crappies 14 inches and bigger. You know, I thought, wow, you know, you're not doing the fishery any good. And a lake nearby where we live, uh, you and I talked about catching sunfish and these big sunfish. And now I went to a bait shop quite a ways away, and they already heard uh, the name of the lake. So that lake is just getting hammered, and I will assure all of our listeners that lake will get fished out. There's no question about it, but they cannot keep producing these big sunfish day after day people taking their limits constantly mm-hmm. take only enough fish that you want to eat and let the rest go yeah and you know it, it, yeah there's the the medium sized ones taste just as good as the large ones so there you know there's you you have uh, you have options there not everything is uh, you know yeah it's and it's it and and it's just, it is a lot of fun to catch those those really large sunfish or crappies and things like that but yeah you know catch and release is uh, there's absolutely uh, it's absolutely a must when it comes to certainly when it comes to like like you said lakes and things along those lines that um, you know are going to get hammered and fished out and and that's just not uh, 
uh, not good for anybody and, and the fishery or anything. Well, that's right, and I call it chasing the bite, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know, with the technology, they would uh, with phones and sending photos and you know whatever it is. Uh, it's real easy for people to really jump to a different uh, body of water to catch these fish. And I will assure uh, our listeners that once these lakes get hammered that hard, they will reduce the uh, uh, population. And, in fact, I was doing a seminar in Iowa, and these three guys came up to me and said, man, we were catching these big sunfish off this point, and now we can't catch any off of there. Well, the reason being they're not catching them, they took them all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Terry, I've got to wrap things up here for uh, today. So I, I really appreciate, uh, really appreciate you being on and, and uh, chatting here uh, with uh, with me this morning. It, it's always a pleasure to to, to get you on and and, and talk to you about uh, all things fishing. So uh, again, thank you very much for being on the program this morning. Well, thank you, Kevin. You have a great weekend, and all of our listeners, hey, we still got a lot of fishing. Don't put your boat away yet. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's going to do things uh, for today here on WKTY Outdoors. i got to wrap things up. Got to run. We'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors.